The Chinese New Year is around the corner. The absolute high time for celebrations and family gatherings. It's also known for its travel rush, when billions of trips are made across the country and abroad. The spring migration is especially spectacular, since China just relaxed most of its COVID travel restrictions. Billion trips in 40 days. This is Chunyun, the so-called spring festival travel rush. Also known as 1.1 billion trips are expected to be made during the 40-day travel period, up 99.5 percent from 20,000. Flock into the main railway station for days. In some cities, temporary night trains have been added to meet added demand, according to locals. Millions in China have started traveling to celebrate the Lunar New Year with their family and relatives. I'm Sui. Today on Deep Dive, we take a look at where Chinese people are going for this New Year holiday. For this, I spoke with CGTN reporter Chen Ziyuan. This episode is brought to you on Friday, January twentieth. Ziyuan, thank you very much for joining the podcast. First, can I ask your plan for this year's Spring Festival long holiday? So、um, we are doing rounds of coverage on the latest、uh, Spring Festival travel rush, as well as the New Year holiday. So, of course,、uh, part of it is filled with work, but I also plan to、uh, spend some time with my family.、Um, so far, I don't know my travel plans yet, but yeah, that's pretty much my holiday. Mm-hmm. For us, I think for China, this Spring Festival is quite special, considering the past three years the country has experienced related to the pandemic. So, what happened to this year's Chunyun? I mean, what are the differences compared with the past years? So, what happens now as I、uh, start tracking the consumption as well as the travel volume during this、uh, past few weeks?、Um, according to officials, they say that、um, the travel rush has resumed to maybe fifty-five percent of what it was in twenty nineteen.、Um, however,、mm. for people, why they are not traveling because the major concern is due to, of course, the pandemic. People are not、mm. sure because. Many people will need to go back to their home in rural areas where elderly, as well as most of their kids, are staying there. So the possibility of transmitting the virus, as well as spreading the virus to their family, is still a major concern. But we also see more people decide to drive back home. So that's one of the options that people chose. But I think majority of the travel volume now are focusing on railway as well as. Driving home.、Mm, very interesting. So what you said is that some people might opt to stay in big cities instead of going home to rural areas because of the concerns of the pandemic, right? Um, yes, because this is what data shows, according to officials. So,、mm. for example, majority of the city that see travel volumes are actually in. Provinces, for example, like Jiangsu and Zhejiang, people are traveling home、uh, through railway because that's faster as well as easier, and the travel volume are mostly coming from there. But for major cities like Beijing, the Chinese capital, we're not seeing as much as the travel volume yet, according to official,、mm. because this is a major travel hub, especially、uh, connecting to, for example, Henan province. But we're、mm. not seeing that in Beijing this year, so that's the reason why officials say that. The travel capacity has yet to resume to its previous level, but we are seeing travels obviously across the country this year. That's very interesting, and I think it's very important information when we talk about the travel between big cities and rural areas. We know in the past few years, when we talk about 
Lunar New Year travel, we're thinking, and we used to talk a lot about the trends of travel, like people travel to Hainan or other resort cities to spend the holiday, and of course to their hometowns in rural areas. So let's zoom in on the domestic travels here, based on your observation. Where are people going? Like, what are their top destinations? I think this question's um, actually divided into two parts. Uh, just mm -hmm. because, first of all, many people have not been able to go home in the past three years. So the top priority for them is actually to go home to spend time with their relatives and friends. Um, we yeah. already see a lot of touching images online, um, having people hugging their family, seeing their grandparents for the very first time in the past uh, two to three years. Uh, so I'll spend time with my parents, helping around the house, maybe smoke some meat. I'm so excited to go home that I couldn't fall asleep last night. My baby is over one year old now, but the grandparents haven't seen her since she was born. She's the best gift we can give to our family. I bought some food that my dad really likes, some rice cake and sugar. They don't need anything, so I just bring some local specialties home. So uh, these are some of the top priority of Chinese um, during this spring festival travel rush. But the second part is, I think for travel, people who are thinking about, okay, maybe I would take my family to a destination and spend time there. Um, this is divided into two parts. First of all, is the domestic travel. So we're seeing more people choose to go to, for example, People from southern part of China might go to have a ski trip, skate trip in Xinjiang um, Autonomous Region or going to provinces like in northeastern part of China. But for people, for example, um, living in Beijing, I know some of my friends decided to take her entire family to Hainan province because it's warm mm. there and she has kids. So I think it's a better choice for a family to go to a warmer place um, if they're coming from a colder provinces. So these are the things that are happening around me. And also because I'm from the Greater Bay Area, I have been closely following the travel flows between Greater Bay Area and also to Hong Kong. So I think a lot of travel options actually show that people are preferred to go to a nearby location like Hong Kong and Macau to fulfill their shopping desire as well as enjoy what those places are able to offer them because people are not being able to travel that easily to Hong Kong and Macau during the pandemic because quarantine is required. So um, we're actually seeing a lot more travel. I think according to the data on sea trip, the booking data is actually jumped 500% just mm -hmm. within a week for the search for like hotel and also other travel accessories um, in that area. So yeah, the number is huge. So considering the situation this year, what kind of activities do you think they will partake when they go back home? Because traditionally this long holiday means family reunions, family gatherings. What are the differences this year? I think the only difference that I noticed in terms of how they're trying to prevent the transmission of the virus is um, official or experts have asked for those who are coming home from bigger city, pretty much they are recommended to wear masks as well as stay in their rooms for maybe one or two days. We will remind them to disinfect every day, frequently wash their hands and pay attention to ventilation. 
before expose themselves to, for example, elderly, the、mm. group of people who are more sensitive. I think that's the only difference in terms of family gathering. It's going back to its previous level. People are having、mm. big meals, doors are open, and visits are invited and encouraging. So I don't see much difference in terms of how people are celebrating. And some places、mm. are even allowed to play fireworks. So it, it seems the traditional spring festival is coming back. And I was wondering, when it comes to their luggage, are people bringing more pandemic control equipment?、Mm, I think the face masks are actually required to travel just for safety concerns、uh, for people who might get sick. But even with that, because for example, the alcohol spray, you're not allowed to、uh, bring on the train or airplane,、mm-hmm. so they are more relying on wipes. However, I see lots of railway staff are spraying pretty much regularly, and also the staff on board are also trying to disinfect regularly. So I think all the measures are in place. Some of the railway station even have a little like medical supply, medical station to help those who are in need with medical assistance on their way home. So what people are doing are actually showing on different levels. For example, self protection on wearing face masks, bring wipes with them, and also when they are traveling, the staff on board are also well prepared to disinfect in time, and also on a regular manner. And、mm. I think this is appear in all different levels. And also, not only people are brings. Stuff home, but also the community level as well as medical、mm. service center at home are also delivering, for example, medical package for the elderly in preparation for the young one to come home and in case they get sick. So I think this is a preparation in multi level and also multi dimension. I think it's scale that everyone is preparing in case something happened. But I think everyone is very well prepared. We also heard from health officials before the holiday that there might be another wave or another peak in rural areas during the Spring Festival holiday. Do you think community level health institutions or the governments or local people they are prepared for the situation? I think one many reports are focusing on is what they have done so far. For example, giving cure package. Delivering medicines to those people who are in need, for example, elderly, and also people in special care groups. This has also come in a bigger context. Is that、um, I've I've been attending to those press conference, and I think one key message I got is that China is trying to build this very comprehensive medical. Uh, network. What's that mean? Is for example, in community level, the medical center are supposed to able to help and lift some of the pressure for those, for example,、um, in mild symptom or asymptomatic. And then for those who are really needed in help, they will then move it on to the letter. For example, to reach help in in county hospital or. So this is a really comprehensive medical system that China has been working on. So what they are trying to do is actually when this kind of situation happen, the entire network can hold on to this pressure. This is I think this is a major effort what they are trying to do in terms of the pressure in rural area. I think it also comes in different phases. For example, the first phase when people are getting infected. 
for example, at the end of December to early January, when people are experiencing symptoms, that's the time when, for example, medical workers uh, went to those homes of elderly, they will pretty much check on them regularly in terms of, for example, if someone in the family is having high blood pressure and also with some basic disease, they will maybe mark it a yellow. So they have a discolor-coded system. For example, if the person only is pretty much healthy, needed some medical assistance, maybe the person will be marking yellow. And then for those with multiple major diseases, they will mark it red. And people, for example, with medical background and equipped with medical knowledge, we check on them on daily basis, depends on their color. So this is a preparation they have done way before this holiday started. And then after they understand the situation in their village, in their county, and then pretty much they got a basic hold of information of where these people really need help are. And this second round of potential spread of virus I think they get a sense of how to handle them because the kids are coming. In addition to the methods I talk about, for example, when the kids are coming home, they it's better to stay in their room for maybe one day or two, make sure they mm-hmm. are healthy and safe, and then mm-hmm. they can spend the rest of the weeks or two weeks with their family um, safely. Mm-hmm. I think this is entire system step by step, helping everyone having a safe and warm new year instead of really, okay, this potential outbreak is happening. Everyone is really, really concerned. No, I think this is an effort with very comprehensive logic and method behind it. It just takes time to see if it's effective and what needs to be done. Okay, it's very good to hear that people, particularly in rural areas, are well prepared for this upcoming long holiday. Let's shift focus to those people who want to travel overseas. What are topping Chinese travelers list this year compared with previous years? Because before we know traditionally countries like Thailand or some other Southeast Asian countries are Chinese people's top destinations. And what about this year? Because we know the policy just changed in not very long time ago. It's a complicated question, just because coming from the background, I have been closely following international travel. I think I need to offer you some background before we dive into where they want to go to, because this pretty Mm. much framed their travel choice. So the Ministry of Culture and Tourism has yet to announce the resumption of international travel for travel agency. What's that mean? For example, I spoke into Sea Trip as well as a Spring Tour Group. Um, what they are saying is, without the announcement, the official document saying, okay, the international travel can fully go online. The package, the bundle, for example, hotel and air ticket is not allowed to go online until that official announcement comes out. So international travel has yet to resume to its full capacity. This is what I'm trying to say here. So that's why in previous reports, we were seeing, okay, the international travel searches have spiked, but we're not seeing booking data. And Mm -hmm. this is the reason why we're not seeing much international travel coming out of China just yet. But majority of those who are traveling abroad are actually, for example, if I want to go to Thailand, then I would just buy my own ticket and hotel and maybe I just go with my friend. You can go as individuals, but we are not seeing any group tours yet. It's very interesting information as far as my concern. 
So how are people reacting to this kind of situation? Because domestically, for us, we think those restrictive measures are being lifted domestically in China, but the whole overseas tourism market is still in the process of revival. Is that right? Yes, that that's correctly said.、Um, according to what I heard from the travel agency, so that that's why I said previously, Hong Kong and Macau has become a very top choice of them traveling during this Spring Festival、um, holiday. And also, some people are actually I've talked to say they wanted to go to, for example, Thailand, Singapore, somewhere nearby with no huge requirement for visa approvals and all that. As I speak to the travel officials, they say、um, it's also complicated in a few criteria. For example, you have to pay attention to the quarantine policy in your final destination, and also you have to pay attention to their visa requirement. Last but not least, is that the number of international flight has yet to resume to its previous level. For example, I think they told me that before the pandemic, about Ten thousand flights are going out from China every day, but we're only seeing a few hundred. So the flight number is not to its previous level yet. So、um, with all this thing put into consideration, it's still far to say that the international travel has going back to its full potential. In terms of People not be able to go out like as previously or conveniently. I think people are actually okay because they finally are able to go home.、Mm-hmm. At least there are some options out there. So for travel with less requirement on quarantine and all the PCR testing, they say it's okay because they can go out, for example, during the Labor Day holiday, and other options are available. Okay, it's very. Useful information for us Chinese travelers, and also local operators from other countries who receive Chinese tourists. Let me ask you a general question, because from your telling, the general picture I get so far is that the Spring Festival, the traditional long holiday, is coming back. The Trenyun travel rush is reviving, considering all other factors like consumption, travel, and tourism. What does it tell of the year ahead, 2023, and particularly when it comes to China's economic performance? So some of the report are linking、uh, the travel rush capacity to consumption, but I think some of the analysis saying that even people are not traveling, that doesn't mean they are not spending. Some of the major e-commerce platforms are actually doing deals during this special time. And also, lots of offline shopping areas. I actually just did a、uh, story on Sanitun, which is now a pioneering smart shopping areas in the Chinese capital, and there are 16 other smart shops across China. So what they're doing is they're trying to, first of all, encourage more consumption offline and also online, and asking people and encourage people to spend. At home, for example, spending and and enjoying their time with families, giving gifts, catching up on those small moments in their life, and with that, I think yes, the consumption it's it's definitely coming back with the amount of people I've seen in major shopping areas like Xi'an and also、mm-hmm. a lot of others in Beijing. I think the spending will definitely beaching up. 
even though people are not traveling and not spending on traveling, but that doesn't mean they are not spending during these holidays. Over 10 days into Chunyun, more than 40 million trips have already been made in China. That's a surge of almost 50 percent from last year. But the number is still 50 percent less from the pre-pandemic level. Most have chosen road trips, with more than 32 million trips made so far. For those who are not planning on traveling next week, they're also out and about, dining, shopping, and having fun in all kinds of fairs. Food, rabbit-themed products, and beauty salons are where most of the consumers have chosen to splash out their money. That brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. For more episodes, you can follow us on your podcast platform. You can also leave your comment there to tell us what you want to know about China and the rest of the world. This episode is brought to you by me, Suyi, and my colleagues Fei Fei and Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN reporter Chen Ziyuan. See you in the year of the rabbit.